podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Lawrence Connolly we're talking about Angie's first cup final appearance we have managed to overcome St Johnston at the beginning of the game we were looking back, Lawrence before our time of course, 1969 League Cup final it's memorable because Bertie Old scored the winning goal and during um, the only goal of that game and during the last week with all the memories of Bertie coming in uh, we were making reference to that final time and time again because of today's opponents. And we won one nothing again today and number 10 scored. It doesn't matter that the 10 was only on these shorts. Number 10 scored that goal. Now, we've got Kevin McCluskey coming in to join us on the panel. Kevin um, is coming in from Hungary and it's always a pleasure to get his view. There he is. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, gents? Brilliant. Yes, you visited us fairly recently for the first time in a state of mind studio. Uh, you came in uh, whilst you were over in Scotland for a few days, so that was brilliant to see you. And uh, you took a wee bit of Axon memorabilia away with you as well. It was great to see you wearing that at the Ferenc Varos game. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Got the, the old shamrock top is behind you, over your shoulder there. Uh, wasn't brave enough to wear it uncovered inside the stadium right enough, but yes. Good to get it out on show over in Budapest. I've seen a wee sneaky uh, selfie that you took that night. I was just saying to, uh, to uh, Lawrence there, we were we were looking back to the 69 Cup final. It was one nothing, and Bertie Old scored. Today was all about Bertie. Uh, on the 67th minute, before we get into the game and the actual talking points, on the 67th minute, uh, there was quite the display and I'm going to ask you the question because I wondered this at the time. The game had kind of gone a bit stale by that point and it almost sparked a wee bit of life. Am I just uh, being a, an over-romantic there, Lawrence? Because I thought it sparked a wee bit of life into Celtic at that point. No, definitely. 100% agree with you. It's a great display. You know, a lot of effort put in by the boys and you know, great tribute to pay to you know, a man that was a life and soul of Celtic. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've said it, you know, it was a number 10 that scored. The numbers look better in the shorts anyway, don't they? Oh, they do. They do. That, you know mm-hmm. I mean? But, yeah, it, it, it definitely lifted the players and, you know, 
that that's why the fans are here to try and lift the players and drive them on. We're into a cup final. St Johnston defended resolutely. You know, they put their bodies on the line. You know, there's a couple of times. You know, yep. Yeah, you, you're thinking we should have had another goal there, but St Johnston, you know, credit to them. They, they, they absolutely stuck to their task. But 1 0, it's a cup final. It's Angie's first. It is. Um, there's a few things I want to talk about. First and foremost, what you said there with regards to the energy that was uh, created by that display. And I think that we've got to give credit to those who were involved in organising the display. It was absolutely tremendous to see. That energy was missing all last season, wasn't it, uh, Kevin? And we've banged on about this time and time again about the lack of fans. But I'll tell you something, it's all coming together again. And I remember, here's the Brendan Rodgers Claxon coming in, but I remember Brendan Rodgers talking about the, the Holy Trinity. Uh, I think we've got the gaffer and the players and I think we've got the fans. I'm not so sure about everybody upstairs, but we'll not talk about them today. Uh, but there was a real coming together there in the 67th minute. Did you get that feeling? I definitely did, aye. Um, I was making some notes during the game as I try to, so I don't make a, so much of a fool of myself on these things. And my notes in the second half are basically loads of possession, but doing nothing. 65 minutes. And then in 67 minutes, it's about it's the display. And then, that was kind of just an amazing display. You could really sense that kind of the crowd was was lifted and then the players were lifted because of it. I think it made a, it made a massive difference because of a few more notes after that of us actually create chances. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, and I, yeah, I, think, I think it's something that's been touched on before in relation to last season. Was it? Um, I think probably John has mentioned it more than anyone that we missed the fans a lot last season, um, and we can't underestimate kind of that that lift that we can give give the, the players in the park when we're there. It's not to make any excuses for last year, but you can really see that when we raise an octave in the stands, it kind of hammers home to the players that you know they are fighting for something here. That there is there is something they've got to go for, and I think it definitely raised the game today. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, there's loads to, to look at in terms of the, the angles that you can use. Um, there's loads of points that I want to go through in the game. There's quite a few positives, Lawrence. Before we get into that, I think back to the 1997-98 season um, where, you know, some people say we, we won the one. It was a smell of the glove season. Some people say we stopped the 10. Vim Hansen came in and he had a rocky start, didn't he? Uh, and I think Ange had a rocky start, and a few people were making parallels to that. But that that particular season, one thing that I always look back on was, and I'm going to call it by its correct name, the Coca-Cola Cup uh, win when we beat Dundee United. There was a galvanising effect on the team, I felt, because that was it. We were off. We knew how to win as a team, and we went on to win the league after that. How important is it to, to go into this first cup final uh, Lawrence, and actually, how important is it to the rest of the season to get this cup under the belt? I think it's huge. I don't think you can underestimate it. I mean, I've got great memories of that, although it was at Ibrox, you know, Dundee United 3-0, I think. Uh, if I remember right, our chaos with the Celtic team afterwards and Craig Burley dropping me home in a taxi was, uh, yeah, <laughs> cup final, I remember, for many reasons. But, uh, yeah, look, the, the, the team's starting to form together. We can see them improving. It wasn't the best performance for them today, but we're fairly threadbare as a squad. You know, 
Jota, I, I thought, was outstanding. Beaton, you know, he's improving in midfield game and game. Great to see James come on. And, you know, who knew he'd come on in 65 minutes or so and change the game for us and, and get a goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think the team would take great heart from it. You know, it, it puts, puts one in the trophy cabinet. Let's get the two others. So I think that's what we'll be saying. You know, Andrew will be going, right, if he's come on this, we can kick on. We're all expecting us to strengthen in January. But, mm. you know, that could just give us a lift to get us to, to January, you know, without dropping any more points, if we take that. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think, Kevin? Because obviously it's hard and we never took it for granted when we won four trebles in a row. It's so difficult uh, just domestically to have that, that dominance. But what I'm looking for is that momentum. And I'm looking for that momentum within the new team, you know, that, that Ange is assembling here. Uh, you know, in isolation, I want to win the cup. I want to win every trophy Celtic enter. Uh, but I'm looking upon it as the bigger picture. The, the bread and butter is the league. But winning that trophy and getting that momentum and that confidence, you know, there's a lot of players on that side who haven't won trophies. You know, that we, we looked at the defence the other week and how young the defence was. And, you know, Yota, for example, up on the left wing, Abada on the right wing. Young players haven't won loads and loads of domestic trophies. How important do you think that will be for us? And, you know, how much priority is on that victory uh, in the final now? I think it's massively important for us. Um, you know, at the start of every season, I think, as you say, you want to go out and win every trophy. And this is Angie's first trophy with us. If he can win that, that's simply a marker down straight away that he's a successful manager here. Uh, can assign a lot of his critics that he's got that say he can't do it in Europe or in a, in a European league, in a European, yeah, European league. Um, so I think if, if we can win this trophy, it could be such a big boost to us. I also think, you know, looking at the team, and as you say, there's a lot of experience in there now. A lot of boys mm-hmm. that went there through the, the quadruple treble. So it would be such a massive confidence boost for them. We don't actually know yet how fragile they might be if they lost this game. So what the, the negative consequences could have been. But I think in getting that win, it does it galvanizes them. They're in a final. So we can only kick on from here. And, and yeah, let's hope that we do. I was keeping an eye on the uh, the conversations that were ongoing on the Twitter streams and on the Twitter feeds. Uh, a lot of people were harking back to the Livingston game. We spoke about it at halftime, Lawrence. But what I'm going to take away from that is we have learned something. I'm not going to compare it like for like, but there was a very resolute defence in front of us uh, tonight. And I think that tonight, the difference tonight was St. Johnson looked far more dangerous going forward than Livingston did at Celtic Park. I've got to say that. We did ourselves no favours, but that is a talking point for later on in the show. But it looks as though we are developing loans. We are learning because we came up against a similar scenario today, but we overcame that scenario. And a big part of that was the man you were you were saying at halftime had to come on, and that was Jamesy Forrest. Um, some tremendous uh, feedback coming through for Forrest, uh, and I want to bring some of that up before I throw it over to you. So we've got Donny Boy, 67, who comes in on a regular basis on a Celtic State of Mind streams. I've gave Forrest a hard time before, but I do rate him. I just think he doesn't show it enough. He was the man that made all the difference. He was a game changer today, and Paddy reckons that he needs to start from now on um, but I think what we need to take uh, account of, and this is what Jock Sporin is pointing out, Abada has done well, but he is young. He should be at a, a backup to Forrest. When you see today, 
Forrest definitely is um, an impact sub when, when you need to call on him, Lawrence. But should he now start in the, the right mid slot with a badder kind of learning from him and developing as, as his kind of uh, second, his secondary uh, right-hand side player? Because when I look at a badder, and the age of him, and you look at the experience of Forrest, and you think to yourself, that boy could actually learn a lot from James Forrest. And, you know, I think Forrest needs a run of games. You know, it was a stop-start season last year. You don't want the same thing to happen this season. Yeah, but listen, it depends how fit James is. Is he he fit enough to start? You know, Abad has put in a shift. He didn't really show much, but he was making space for that. Ralston, he got up the line. You know, he was cutting in and creating that space. So, for me, you know, the better player is James Forrest. But if he's fit enough to start, he should start in front of Abada, you know. But Abada has, what's he, you see 19? Is it a great start? He's turned 20, yeah. Yep. Turned 20. Yeah. He, he's an absolute great start to his Celtic career. You know, and it looks like he'll have a great career in front of him. But, yeah, uh, James has been over the course before, hasn't it? And sometimes I think he just, it helps to have that experience on the park. You know, we've got a, Fairly tough run up until the, the transfer window, and I'd rather see James in there, kind of using his knowledge. And you know, I know at times he blows hot and cold, but he just seems to have an arc of scoring goals when we when we need them. You know, he, he, the number of assists and number of goals he got, he's got for Celtic already is phenomenal. You know, we were talking about George Conley earlier on, Lawrence, uh, your namesake, although spelt differently, and he was telling you that you know Celtic, the team, the changing room. Beyond Jockstein had three managers, three captains, if you like, uh, and Bertie Old, Bobby Murdoch and Billy McNeil. And I, I look through the history of Celtic and I look through this procession of players that comes through uh, the system and they know by the age of 27, 28, 30 even, they know the club inside out. And I think a club like Celtic requires that uh, all the time. And, and Forrest is one of those experienced pros in the dressing room. I think they always require it, but none more so in a season like this season, Kevin, where you're bringing in so many players. I mean, we've brought in 12 new players already. We're moving into a January transfer window where some people are suggesting we need to bring in another six. You know, if that was the case, you know, we, we could be up at 18 new bodies. So the importance of having that um, group of players, you know, like McGregor and like Forrest. And by the way, I'm going to have to throw in Roger and beat on again because they've been at the club for coming on to nine years. Players that have been there for a long time and know the club inside out. That importance that, that Forrest brings isn't just on the park, is it? No, it's not. And I don't think you can underestimate the role of having somebody like him and McGregor around the team. Guys that have come through the system, through the youth system, know the place inside out. Um, the guys that are there, that you know, the senior citizens now amongst the squad who are there to, to guide the young boys and the new players in and, and make, make them aware of what it actually means to play for Celtic. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's something that you can't buy. I remember uh, you you remember a player called Willie Garner Lawrence who came to Celtic. He was a big Celtic fan and he had. He'd, He'd found success at Aberdeen under Alex Ferguson. Celtic signed him and it meant a lot to him and his family because they're a big Celtic supporting family from Falkirk stroke Denny um, out that neck of the woods. Your neck of the woods, Kevin, I think. You're a central Scotland boy, are you not? And it turned into a bit of a nightmare for him because uh, he scored two goals 
two own goals on his home debut against St Mirren and it didn't get much better for him. There's a lovely big guy, Willie. But he was telling us that when new players came in to the Celtic side, often new signings, you had a group of players and one of them that he mentioned was Tommy Burns who would make a point, simple things by the way, make a point of sitting next to them on the, on the bus to away games and all that kind of stuff and just explain to them the history and the heritage and the traditions of Celtic Football Club. Now again, I am a traditionalist when it comes to Celtic, Lawrence, but that kind of influence from the likes of James E. Forrest, Callum McGregor, especially in this time of a huge turnaround in staff, I don't think you can underestimate that. So you can't underestimate the importance of James Forrest both as a player and as an influence off the park. Yeah, James is huge. Listen, it's, it all feeds into Angie's vision, doesn't it? You know, we've got a history of being playing attack and entertaining football, which, you know, there's great synergy with Angie's philosophy. So if we can get that over to the players that are just in and how much it means to us as fans, if they go out and entertain us, yeah, great. You know, you've got James there. It, listen, I'd even, you've got Callum that's been at, near Beton, has been a while, Tony Ralston. You've got McCarthy who's steeped in Celtic. So, you, you know, we're getting a core of players there that can tell them what it means to the fans. And it's, listen, I, I think it definitely helps having the fans back at the stadium. We touched on it at 67, that display, they, they, they show, you know, what the hero's meaning is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it had a great influence in the game. I thought, you know, it really did spark the energy, and doesn't it? Oh, it did. It did. You know, James E. Forrest, you, great to have him back. You know, he's just a great option. We'll talk about how threadbare we are. At least we've got, we're starting to get options, you know. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Because, I mean, the big argument about Ralston's performances, a lot of people took a long time to, to be able to admit that actually this guy is a first-team player. He is a, he is a decent player. He's better than decent. He's an international quality player now. So what you've now got is you've gone from having virtually no options at right back to having two options at right back once the left-backs come back into, into play. You're looking at that kind of number six position and you've got a couple of options in there. I never thought I'd be talking in, you know, in those terms when referring to near Beaton. But, you know, if you get a first pick at number six, and by the way, I thought he looked like a first pick in the first half, and uh, Beaton's your backup, you're going to be confident with that. On the right-hand side, Lawrence, you're looking at a bad one for it. That's two tremendous options you've got on the right-hand side. And I think that we are building up to that point. My biggest concern always is, uh, you just get one injury. You're one injury away from really being threadbare, and that's what we saw with Yakimakis. Um, now, there's a good point coming through, and we'll get it out the road just now because it's the biggest kind of criticism, I think, of today's game. Patrick James Simpson, win is a win, but heart in the mouth more than once with the, pass pa- the back passes. I've been calling it heart and mouth moments. There was three of them, as far as I'm aware. The 96th minute was the big one for me, where you're just thinking, please don't do that. Um, But we also saw one in the 18th minute when um, O'Halloran... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. 
charged uh, Hart and and uh, you know almost got the better of him. He, he was too. He, he thought he had much more time than he did have. And on the seventy ninth minute, McCarthy fresh in on the action. He plays a, a slack pass, doesn't he? So there was three moments where we're kind of, you know, we're playing the ball around our own box a wee bit too much. It's still a concern, Kevin. How big is it a concern for you? I think it's quite a big concern, to be honest. Um, watching that game, I thought for the majority of it, we were in control. Um, loads of possession, always in the front foot. Front foot, even. Kind of going forward and make things happen. Um, Jota was a constant bit in the left-hand side. But there was always that kind of nagging doubt that St. Johnson would defend quite solidly. We weren't giving us many clear openings. And on the break, they looked dangerous. So I think it's kind of, we then became our own worst enemy by when we started to, to build from, from deep, those, mm-hmm. those sack passes. And yeah, I mean, if, if St. John had been able to capitalise from one of them and taking the lead, that changes the complexion of the game completely. And then I'm looking at it thinking, well, now we need two goals and we're struggling enough to get the first one. So where does yeah. it come from? So, I mean, yeah, certainly the first one with the O'Halloran, okay, that, that wasn't too far away from going in. So we've dodged a bullet there. The one at the very end, that that was... Oh, don't know what would happen of that if it had gone. But I mean, that, that just it's, knocks it's, the stuffing out of you, Kevin. If that happens in the 96 minutes, it's knocking the stuffing out of you. St. Johnson going to extra time, feeling enthused. Exactly, they've got the tail after that, and then anything can happen. So... Yeah, it's definitely something we need to be working on. And I'm, all, I'm one for kind of trying to play from the back and play good football, but there's a time and a place for it. In the 96th minute, and that, at the moment, when you put it in the stand, you just get rid of it. If, if you know, if the only other options are a back pass to the keeper. The, the big thing I noticed is um, with, with Tony Ralston is when he gets the ball in that position where we're playing it around the back, his body position so much better. The, the issue with McCarthy, and I'll get on to McCarthy in a moment, his body position was poor because he didn't know what was over his right shoulder, and that's exactly where he's, he's playing the ball into that area. Um, Ralston always opens his body up, and sometimes he just clears it. And I've noticed that with Cameron Carter-Vicker. Sometimes he is just clearing it, but what he tends to do is clear it into one of the, the channels behind uh, Abada and Kyogo. Uh, not Kyogo, rather, uh, Jota. But... It is still a concern for myself, Lawrence. I'm being uh, pernickety, perhaps, but it was brought up in the comment section. I'm enjoying the victory. But in the 96th minute, you know, if they get a goal at that point, Lawrence, it's panic stations. No, definitely. But, you know, this is anti-style of football, isn't it? It's it's the way he wants us to learn how to play. You know, um, we've won 1-0. It wasn't the best game. But hopefully they've learned a bit. And there is times just to clear it. And I touch on Tony Ralston, there's times also where he's, he's got that wee man where he just almost spins around, loses his player and he's off up the line. You, you, you know, he, he's doing that quite often in games. Listen, McCarthy maybe was caught cold. He, he's just on, isn't he? He's not played a lot of football. But it's a mistake. Yeah, his body position wasn't great. But, you know, I won the win. We're in the final. You know, we've got a lot to be happy about. Beat on, you know, another solid performance. Mm-hmm. Especially looking at that early yellow. Uh, I mean, the ref seemed to give that out and then we waited until the last five or ten minutes and then just started dishing them out to everybody and anybody. Like <laughs> uh, absolutely. I've got a few issues. 
I know. I mean, I've got Johnston a few issues with his performance, Lawrence. Well, St Johnston guys must be going, what's the yellow for this time? Yep. They just need to go up. Not giving a lot. I'll just start giving them out just in the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It is. It was strange, and the one KO got bit for you. Like well, Bryson's came in and kind of stood over the top of him. That there's not much in it. You're going easily we push it, and if that's a yellow, well, is any worse than the pushing and jotting the box in the first half? You, 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 you know, it, there, there was nothing in it. Why is he, he yellow carded both? Who knows? So it, it wasn't the best today, but you know. He's not got a great rep for his standard of rep, but he's just seemed to lose it in the last 10 minutes and decide to start everything. He did. The Kyoko one I found interesting because it seems to be okay um, for James Brown to scream twice into Yota, right into Yota's face, you know, aggressively screaming. That's all right. You know, you just let that one go. And then Kyoko gets booked for basically getting hammered. Um, and then Rooney. You know, that, that challenge, or I don't think Rooney's a particularly dirty player, but that challenge on Welsh, with the, you know, he led with the elbow. For me, that's a red card all day long. All day long, that's a red card. Um, and then, you know, in the same minute or two, Turnbull got booked. So he's getting punished the same way that Rooney got booked for tugging somebody's shirt. I mean, the inconsistencies, Lawrence, is frustrating as hell. But you've mentioned McCarthy and uh, outdoor starter comes in. McCarthy looks classy. And and Mick also says he's a player, he will come good. I started off my, my comments on McCarthy pulling him up for that bad pass back. And that's fair enough, it was an error. But that's not what I've got written here because I thought that McCarthy, for all the time he was on the park, he gave us something completely different. I mean, he beat on tends to get the ball in the midfield area and tries to kind of dribble out. He'd done it pretty well today, dribble out of, you know, out of defence and transition it that way. What I've noticed with McCarthy is it's a first time pass and he'd done it one time and he'd done it brilliantly. It was an incisive pass in the 82nd minute where we were actually under pressure. But before you know it, he's, he's passed the ball out to Callum McGregor, who then helps it on again to Jotun. We're on the attack. And I think he gives you something a wee bit different. And I know it was only a cameo appearance from him, you know, including the uh, injury time. I think he got about 18 minutes there. But um, for me, and I've said it a couple of times, Kevin, I, th- I do think McCarthy's, if we can get him fit, and I know that's a caveat all the time with McCarthy, if we can get him fit, I think he's your first your first pick with Beaton as a backup. Well, for me, he's still out in McCarthy, even after today. Um, I I thought um, I thought Beaton was far better in the that sort of defensive midfield role than, than McCarthy came on. I just... I'm not sure what it is with him yet. I don't know if I'm expecting too much from James because he's he's come up from the Premiership and he's, he's a very experienced player. But he's still off the pace to me. Um, and the kind of the incident with the back pass at the end kind of highlights that that he's he's still not quite there. Granted, there were moments when he can just play that little pass and his he's quicker at transitioning the play. I think than than beat on. So probably over time. If he gets more games under his belt, more minutes, gets up to speed with things, he, I think he's, he's going to be a good player for us. But right now, I'm still I'm not totally convinced that he should be a starter. He's a player that I've noticed uh, in the comments section that it does divide. People are on the fence that it divides opinion. Uh, so to bring some of the comments in, Michael Quinn says McCarthy might come good. I, I'm of the same view, Michael. I think there is a, a right good chance that he will. Um 
Rory McCarthy was decent at Crystal Palace. He could come good after settling in. I think it is all down to that match fitness. And Red Scotland, welcome to the show. McCarthy more than held his own in the EPL. There is clearly a player in there. The single solitary issue is his fitness level. Uh, and Egyptian King echoes that by saying that uh, the injuries have rattled him. I think we, we look at McCarthy sometimes, Lawrence, as a 35-year-old. We've, we've added five years onto the player's career. He's only 30. And that's because of the, the injury problems that he's had, I guess. What's your view on him? Kevin's not sure at the moment. I've still got a wee bit of a, an inkling that he's going to do well for us. What's your view? Well, Kevin, although he's not sure, he did touch on something that's going to be really important for us to be successful is the speed that we can transition at. Mm-hmm. And he's the best at it, I think, for our number six, you know, and it allows us to play cat down further forward. So I think it's fitness just now. Uh, can we get 90 minutes out? Can we get 45 minutes out? You mm-hmm. know, it, 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 it's fitness. And I suppose Kev's entitled to say, look, the jury's out then because I don't know if he can play any more than 20 minutes for us just now. So, yeah. You know, we need somebody that's going to give us 90 minutes two or three times a week. I think he can get there. Uh, you know, he sees a pass. I think he doesn't allow us to be bullied in midfield, which some of our midfielders do. You, you, you know, they're not kind of don't have that strength. And I, I think Bryson was doing it to, to his, until he went off. He was kind of bullying the midfield a bit. So I think it gives us a couple of things that we don't have, you know, Key thing Kevin's touched on is the speed he can transition at. Another thing is, I don't think it allows us to be bullied in midfield uh, as much as perhaps other players do. But, you know, time's going to tell. He, he, he's been here a while, and I know Andy said he doesn't make, like making excuses, but he's suffering from not having a, a pre season. Mm-hmm. Well, somewhere into the season now, you, you, you know, we, we, we'd hope he'd be up to speed uh, the next few weeks because, you know, uh, if, if not then, when? This is the thing, the nights are fair drawn in, as they say, Lawrence. So you would expect McCarthy to be in and about um, the starting lineup. There was also a really good bit of play in the 92nd minute, very important defensive bit of play by McCarthy, where he's basically stepped in and shored up the defence, which I thought, you know, was excellent. Yeah, the only blot in his copybook was, was the poor pass, but it was just on the park. Uh, Callum McGregor at half time, Lawrence, you were kind of pushing for him to go up. Uh, further up the park. I thought he did in the second half. I asked him a lot more of Callum McGregor in the final third. Yeah, he was kind of 10, 15 yards further forward, wasn't he? I mean, I was uh, suggesting getting Turnbull off earlier because I thought, still think he didn't give us enough this game Turnbull, but it, it, it shows how kind of stretched we are. Listen, he might have made that change, but if it hadn't been for, unfortunately, you know, Stephen Welsh having to go off, I, kind of, I think that probably had an effect on what changes he, he made, but yeah, I think Callum's better the further forward we can get. Uh, St. Johnston weren't really coming out to, to attack us, so I think probably Ange said, well, look, you know, you'd suggested maybe going three at the back or mm. not doing that. But I suppose it's just a different change, isn't it? Saying, look, Callum, push up just a wee bit, bit further forward, you know, get that 10 yards further forward so as when you get the ball, you know, move it quicker. But, yeah, uh, definitely played further forward. Turnbull, you know, should have bust a net. And for me, it was another poor game from him and a big game. And and it's the big games we need him to do stuff. But as young as 22, we're asking him to do a lot. You know, we, many options do we have other than moving Callum in that position now? It's, we, we don't have a lot. 
the big thing with, with Turnbull, we've been speaking about him all season, really, uh, Kevin. And uh, there was a, a lineup just the other week where we only had three players in the starting lineup who had played 50 or more games for Celtic. Uh, one of them was Nier Beaton, uh, one of them was Callum McGregor, another was indeed David Turnbull. I think he's playing as much football now as he ever has done in his career. Um, and because of the lack of depth, we just can't rotate. At that point, I mean, at this moment in time, if you wanted to rest them, it would be Rogic that you would put in, but Rogic's injured. So, um, again, I think this this highlights how important January is for Celtic. I'm going to ask you the question, Colin, what reckons we need half a dozen players? I think we're going to lose a few. I think we'll lose three or four that you would class as first-teamers. You know, Barkas, Ayeti, Soro, and Bolingoli of the four. And people are thinking maybe we're the fringe players anyway, but they are first-team players who, you know, given a few injuries... And we saw it the day Ayeti comes on. Um, so I reckon we will lose three or four first-teamers. How many do you think we're going to bring in? Oh, that, for me, depends on how many we lose. Um, if it's if it's me, I can see the arguments that we probably do need five, six players to boost the squad and give us that sort of two players for every position. That's the ideal that you want. But given that we signed, what was it, 12 or 14 players in the summer to then go and do like another kind of mass recruitment in January, you can see that that's possibly not the best thing to do, to have to integrate so many players again mm. into the squad. But on the other hand, as you say, if we lose Barkas, we need to replace him with a second choice part. So we need to do a like-for-like replacement in that case, whilst also looking to add for me two or three key players. So it all depends on how many we move out as to how many we bring in. Yeah, I think you would uh, agree with that. I mean, again, with Ball and Golly, you don't really regard him as a first-teamer because he's only played two games, but you lose him, then you lose a, an option at left-back. So you've got to bring in another left-back. So absolutely. Now, for anyone who didn't tune in at half-time launch, we can't go through the full-time reaction uh, bulletin without talking about Yota. He was a man of the match tonight. He was absolutely astonishing down the left-hand side. He's got a bag of tricks. Um, I think a lot of these uh, kind of like uh, criticisms that he's getting is that he's going down too easily. I don't see that. I think he goes down when he's impeded. Um, he's maybe calling for it on his way down, as he did in the first half. But I, I just think that he is an absolute game-changer. The impact he's made has been astonishing. And he's a fan's favourite, Lawrence. Yeah, listen, he's getting better game of game. He seems to be buying in it. He's loving the celebrations at the end. He, and, you know, for going down easy, I mean, that's in Brown, you know, he's got his hand on his shoulder, he's pulling him back. He's not allowed to do that. You know, if Jota goes down, it gives the rest a, a decision to make, doesn't it? The, the other one in the first half where the boy pushes him, it's clear push. You know, is it enough to push him over? I don't know, but I think he's pushing him to get Jota off balance because he can't control the ball. So, you know, he gets what he wants from the push. Well, you're not really allowed to do that, are you? So, he's not the biggest guy either, is he? You know, there doesn't seem a lot to him, so maybe it doesn't take as much to push him over. But, yeah, the, the, the boy's a footballer, isn't he? Uh, some of the balls he was putting across, he, he had no business being able to put them across it, did he? We just needed maybe a wee bit more in the box. And I think Abada was a bit off of it. You know, you're, you're needing your other one to come in and make up a second striker then, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps even a wee bit of luck in the box, you know, there, there was a few times it was kind of a wee bit of pinball in their box, but it's always fault, same to fault, St Johnston player. Yeah. Cleared, you know, you were like, yep. 
maybe your number ten. The midfield still not working, and we've touched on it. Turnbull was was missing. It's if you had someone else there pushing forward, giving Yota options, it it, it might benefit him there. So listen, how many is going to come in in January? Yeah, yeah, largely will depend how many go. You know, we've got wages, etc. But I think we're we know we're three short anyway. So I I, I would expect to see at least three come in, even if nobody goes out. And then from there, it's, you know, if we can get rid of Ayeti, Barkas, Bolly, they're, they're all big earners in terms of Celtic just now, you know, and we bring in, in some money. And it's been good enough for backup keeper. The reports about what we're seeing in Toby and, and what he's doing for the, the Colts, but perhaps he's worth looking at. Mm-hmm. Always England under 21, isn't he? He's, he's going to be a decent, decent keeper, so... I'd like to see a few come in. Obviously, they've been linked with a boy in Japan, Maeda, quite heavily. Uh, centre or defensive midfielder from Brazil seems to have started following Celtic on his Instagram, whatever Instagram is. So, <laughs> uh, so hopefully, you know, those could be two of them coming in. But we're still like in striker options, you know. Yakimar, his jury for me is very much out in him, you know. And I know it's another guy that didn't have a pre season, etc. But it's been so stop-start for him. And I, I think, you know, just to say, like, uh, yeah, he's £5 million, it's definitely not worked. If we could get a million back for him and get him off the wage bill, I'd grab that just now. You've got to. It was all about Bertie all today. Uh, superb tribute to Bertie by wearing, not only wearing the, the number 10 shorts, but on the 67th minute. Um, that display was fantastic. I think it breathed new life into the Celtic side. And we went on to win one nothing just as we did in the 1969 League Cup final against St Johnston. Who scored the winner that day? None other than Bertie Old. So thank you all for getting involved. We had about a thousand of you live on the stream um, across Facebook and LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter. Thank you all very much for that. We appreciate your ongoing support on a Celtic state of mind. If you haven't done already, um, go onto the YouTube channel and get subscribed and it's free and we produce content every single day. The charity weekender is coming up on the 4th and 5th of December. Um, So, I'm looking forward to that as well, raising loads of cash for needy causes. All that's left for me to say is Lawrence Connolly, Kevin McCluskey, all the way from Hungary. Thank you for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. 
Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer their home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.